This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Good morning. You're with Melissa Idris and I have with me Kusu Chuang and Julian Ng. It's now 9.36 a.m. and time for the SM show. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Finally got that whip working. Yes. Okay, this week on today's show, we're going to be looking at ENO and Astro. Because Terence Wong, former head of research at CIMB, he reckons that ENO is a raging buy and Maybank doesn't seem to think that Netflix will kill Astro. Do both of you agree? Well, let's find out. What do you think? Well, here's the thing, okay? Uh, most of the market is actually uh, in interesting territory already because we've lost uh, quite a lot of ground in terms of the KLCI, in terms of the uh, in terms of many stocks, uh, given the recent routes on, on global equity markets and risk assets. The question now for everybody to answer is whether it's time to put your feet back into the market or not. Uh, because as we know, the share market is a leading indicator of where um, you know economies are and where appetites are. So ENO, it's at 146. It's trading reasonably low in terms of valuation. Yeah, it's roughly half where it was about one, one and a half years ago. It's at two-year lows, basically. So um, based on a number of reasons, Terence Wong, the former head of research at CIMB, reckoned that uh, ENO is an interesting buy. Um, and it's for a few reasons, right? Number one, if uh, the KLCI hits the uh, CIMB's 1,900 points uh, target by the end of the year, the property sector will re-rate because property stocks are high beta plays on the market. There's a whole bunch of reasons, but for him, it's a very much a, a, a contrarian buy and it's very much a fundamentally driven contrarian buy. I think the whole decision, I, th I think this is a residue decision, right? After you consider everything, you got to decide on what your position is on the ringgit. And I suppose right now, there is that a tactical play as to whether Malaysians uh, would find it uh, beneficial or find it uh, defensible to actually invest in regional or foreign stocks. Because if the ringgit rebounds, uh, then uh, the, your stocks would rebound even more, right? Uh, but all the anal analysts that we covered this morning, you know, they're talking about uh, at most 410. Yeah, not going to um, go below. It's 440 right now. Four. Even if it goes back to 410, uh, then there is that a tactical trade that can be done on uh, Malaysian, the Malaysian market and Malaysian stocks. Yeah, so Alibaba is right now 68 bucks, okay, in America. Uh, 68 bucks is where IPO prices. And that's a nice buy on the whole Chinese growth engine. Would you, can, would you, could you buy Alibaba now? Because you're going to take a whack on the exchange rate, given the fact that a year and a half ago, you were buying dollars at 3.1, 3.2 to the ringgit. Now you're buying dollars at 4.4. It doesn't make sense. So you, you're pretty much confined to the Malaysian assets until things change. So if you're going to buy stuff, at least buy stuff fundamentally sound. And, you know, ENO is not bad. You know, because I, I'm Melissa, you and I come from uh, Penang, mm -hmm. and ENO is big in Penang. Massive, yeah. Yeah, and they, you know, they do nice properties, they, they look good. You they know, have they, the they STP2, value. right? What's that? Straits, uh, um, Street Tanjung Pinang 2, which okay. is that whole uh, um, uh, Straits key project. Fantastic, it looks really good. You know, when I get in that area, I think of Mallorca. Oh, wow. Mallorca do meets you? Mallorca meets <laughs> Dorchester. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So but isn't uh, the argument that reclamation would make your commodity, your land that you sit on, unlimited? Right? The supply of that becomes No, because unlimited. it costs a lot of money to reclaim land. You know what I mean? But Penang doesn't have land. So Penang is an <laughs> island. Yeah, so... Uh, so would other players come into market and start reclaiming as well? Or is... Uh, 
uh, ENO holding that status as a monopoly reclaimer in Penang. But but the barriers to entry for that is very high because you got to get the regulations, you got to get all the environmental. Well, queue in, and queue in the Chinese guys who are doing the <laughs> ran, land reclamation in south of the island. Uh, how much is the supply of reclaimed land going to add uh, to the overall land uh, yeah, supply? Yeah, so we think that land reclamation is actually easy. It's it's low hanging fruit and all that. But there's much more to it than that. When we spoke to the Penang Transport Master Plan people. Um, you know, there's a huge evaluation in terms of the environmental impact assessment on the surrounding areas. You can't just simply willy-nilly go out and reclaim land because there's uh, impact to the environment, there's impact to biodiversity, there's impact to all kinds of stuff. You know, you know that 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 the, the strip of water between the island and the mainland is actually very shallow, so you can't reclaim too much land on that, and it affects waves, currents, all kinds of stuff. So. We c- I don't think Penang has a lot of headway in terms of land reclamation potential. So given the fact that I think uh, ENO has just gotten their approval, and I'm going to sit in with Terence Wong on this, I think ENO is interesting because they do and they will re-rate uh, very quickly if the market recovers. The other interesting point that was raised by Terence, which, uh, by the way, this is an unofficial call, right? Because he's already yeah. quit uh, he's CIMB, CIMB. Uh, as yeah. a head of research. But he, Former of course, of research, uh, yeah. that doesn't stop him from making personal calls. And the, uh, the other thing he's saying that's very interesting, I think that uh, the price right now is trading way below the uh, employee share option scheme price, which is uh, at which the cost is about 290 Yeah, so obviously... You know, uh, they are underwater, but the public market are not. And, uh, you know, when I, when I look at the share price, uh, you know, they, they used to trade nearly three bucks, over three bucks. And for now them to be... So the whole property market has been really whacked, right? And none more so than UEM Sunrise and ENO properties. I'm not sure why. Maybe it's because they were such high flies, maybe they're so, so visible. Um, but, you know, unlike UEM Sunrise, ENO uh, sits very much in the upper middle class luxury end of the segment which, as we all uh, know abundantly, um, is kind of like impervious to recessionary times. Rich people will always have money to spend. Good times or bad. So, so sorry, I, I just want to go back to this uh, ESOS pricing, which I think is actually very interesting because when you talk about ESOS, you talk about the supply of shares that are coming out onto the market. Now, if the cost price is 290 for the employees and share price goes up to, let's say, 350 or 4 bucks, then there is that incentive for staff to sell and mm. therefore uh, the outcoming supply actually can have an effect of depressing share prices. Even though ESOS is just uh, usually a percentage, only a percentage of the issue of the entire share capital of any company but if the share price is way below the ESOS price then uh, you immediately vanish uh, the oncoming supply from employees right so you you eliminate one uh, selling factor for the stock already uh, and I think that that's quite an attractive proposition yeah so so in other words what he's trying to say yeah. <laughs> less <laughs> supply less in, supply yeah which is in a uh, nutshell <laughs> Less supply. In plain English, what I, I could have said that, but we would not have a twenty-minute show <laughs> if, I, if I just said that. So now, those he he also agrees, and that you know, one forty-six for ENO shares is actually a not a bad proposition. Okay. Well, you know, um, the other thing is the concerns of uh, any changes in policy is something that. Uh, Property maker, uh, property developers will have to be looking at, right? Because uh, Bank Nagara is, has very stringent rules on uh, on the loans of properties so to curb speculation. Well, yeah, and sector. that's it. The property curbs are still in place. Yeah. Do you think they will As reverse? And I, th- I think so because they're a hang up of two years ago yeah. when property speculation, o- over speculation, was the bane of the uh, local economy. Um, where it still is because of household debt. 
but things have changed considerably since As then. And especially in the property market. You yeah. know, the, the market is a very funny thing. The reversals of all these macroprudential measures don't need to be reversed. All it, you need to have in a, is an expectation of a reversal, right? You don't need to have an yeah. actual reversal. Yeah, yeah. So, the this the, the theme that I see this year in 2016 uh, that that cuts across a lot of analysts and many investment commentators out there is the fact that 2016 is a year where you can say the worst is over. So. Uh, no bad news is actually good news, right? They say uh, all the bad news happened last year. The kitchen sinking all happened last year. Do you so agree? Do you think? Do you think that twenty sixteen is the year? I mean, we had the mother of all scandals last year. We we had the big moves in oil, uh, big moves in ringgit, one MDB, and so but on. If I don't expect those, I I hope not. Those those things should not repeat themselves but this the year. But the pain right? isn't over, right? No, I mean, no I mean, way, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got stabbed for last year, but the wound hasn't for, healed yet. For for you and me, the pain is not over. For but for market participants, they have gone for through trade that. On, on they forwards, have gone yeah? through that pain by. Uh, manifesting those those uh, bad news into stock mm. prices, right? They they have actually bashed stock prices down. So what else is going to make stock prices go down even further? So is the expectation that uh, property uh, you know policies would become positive? Is is the expectation of that? And uh, property property prices are so sensitive to interest rate movements, right? What if there is just one statement by the Bank of Nicaragua governor that she is or he is whoever the new person uh, could be Jane, uh, Jane, more, Jane. a little bit more dervish about yeah, things? Yeah, yeah. Well, I just want to state because right now ENO trades at 11 times earnings and just on this current timestamp, the last time they traded this low in terms of PEs was in 2008, seven years ago. Okay. Well, I, think we, I think we need that uh, really speedy uh, disclaimer here, right? That, that yeah, you yeah see we're, not, we're not trying to push <laughs> this off. Can we're you speed up your voice to <laughs> say <laughs> the disclaimer quickly? <laughs> Terms and conditions apply. <laughs> okay, now it's 9.46 a.m. After this, we'll look at whether Netflix killed Astro's star. So stay tuned on BFM 89.9. Good morning. It's now 9.48 a.m. Melissa, Chuang and Julian on the SM show. <laughs> Today, we're looking... I love it when you whip me, Melissa. Oh, I love it when I whip Get you too. Get a room, guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's put the whip, the whip down and uh, look at Astro and the threat that they're facing from Netflix because according to Maybank, they don't think there's any threat to Astro at all. Yeah, so uh, I actually disagree with them and I also agree with them because, okay, here's the thing, okay? Um, Astro and the whole phenomenon of pay TV and cable TV is under considerable threat because uh, of Netflix or because of YouTube, Vimeo, Vimeo iFlix, etc., etc., streaming, etc. The only, and basically, this is a view from Maybank Investment Research, Yin Chao Yang and Jade Tam. They actually reckon that Netflix is not that big of a concern to Astro, uh, which is, which is, Partly true, but not on a global basis. The, the, the only thing with Astro is they're kind of like buffered because they've got a very strong local content uh, complement, the vernacular content, vernacular the, the, content. Chinese, the Chinese dramas, the Malay dramas, and that is going to give their business model a lot of fortification uh, from the streaming guys. My take on this uh, can be summarized in one word, laziness. <laughs> um, what, and, I, and I say this, I say this affectionately because uh, there is content and then there is programming, right? Programming means that you can switch on the TV, sit in front of it, and uh, the the cable company, somebody like Astro, will put their brains behind what to show you. So you don't have to think, and uh, you can sit there for three hours and watch uh, something from sports to a cooking show to a thriller movie without uh, having to do your own programming ideas. But if you, if you go on Netflix, you have to decide for yourself what you want to watch. So 
Uh, are Malaysians a bunch of lazy TV watchers? I, I think so. There is value in that. And Astro actually spends a lot of money hiring programming specialists uh, to, to think about these things. Well, there's there's that there's a trade-off, right? So I, it's either laziness or it's either, you know, good content. Because when I'm watching Astro, because I have access to both, when I'm watching Astro, sometimes I'll be like, oh man, it's repeats again. I, there's nothing good I want to watch despite having 100 over channels. But when I'm watching Netflix, I spend half an hour deciding what I want to watch because I'm scrolling through yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. But then if you watch a channel, un unless um, you know somebody else out there comes out and uh, really disrupt that lazy space for you, right? and you, you would have to pay for that service very much. But like if someone curated what you wanted exactly. to watch? Exactly. So right now, who is curating uh, the best uh, food shows for you? Who is curating the best documentary? Well, you documentary? see the streaming guys are curating it for you as well because you can watch uh, kids, you can watch lifestyle, business, entertainment, but, sports, But also, they're remembering what you watch. So you watch House of Cards cleverer. and they, they go, you might also enjoy dot, 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 dot. Yeah, you know? YouTube is the same thing because yeah. I spend so much time on YouTube. I'm sure you do. You, they, can't, you can't get <laughs> they that know how, how screwed up I am upstairs. They, they know. <laughs> it's scary. Yeah, but you see, you can't get National Geographic on, on Netflix, right? How, where, where do you go and get this? You can't get like a good sports channel. I, I'm sure this is going to be disrupted sometime down the road and that's a worry that Astro would have to contend with yeah, in the future. But what Astro today, has today, over Netflix is live sports. They don't have Premiership Football, they, they don't have PGA Golf, which Astro does. And they that's also my have news, but that's being disrupted by online and that's social yeah. media. Uh, your smart TV can bring you news. Uh, Al Jazeera <laughs> and BBC are all apps on my Samsung, right? Oh, so really? uh, all yeah. I have to do is click on that and I get uh, just uh, streaming screen, news, yeah. right? Streaming yeah. news. Yeah, that's but right, that's right. how Bloomberg do you put it? Well. You need somebody still to put them all together. Uh, maybe sometime down the road, uh, people actually disrupt this as well. Okay, yeah. so we're speaking as urban KL people Consumers, with access yeah. or, uh, access to Netflix and, and both um, Astro and iFlix and all the other options afforded to us. But um, in other areas, and we're just a small minority of Malaysia and that's why perhaps Maybank is saying Astro is in no position to worry at the moment because the rest of Malaysia is so big and so wide and can and will bank on their vernacular content, may not have the access to Netflix, may not even be interested in Netflix content. Because it's not that cheap either, okay? Because I think the free model, in fact, there's three, there's three plans, right? There's 51 bucks where you can have four platforms, 42 bucks where you can have two platforms, and then I think the cheapest one is about 31 bucks or so where you can have just the one viewership platform. But Astro, I think the cheapest model is like 85 bucks or something. And then or much lower, I think. Or they, much they, lower. they have a very the much Enjoy, cheaper which is the basic, free one, yeah. uh, you get it for free, or just have to pay for the box. So, you know, it's, it's not really a financial proposition right now. So Astro, for now, for by and large, is kind of like fortified from the stream streaming guys. Here, but matter of time. Here is where... Here is where I'm going to become very confused and argue argue against myself, right? So that, <laughs> that's laziness. That. <laughs> that's laziness. But also there are people who have uh, figured this out. You know, um, I have not been on Astro for the last I don't know, decade or so, right? Uh, and and that's because I think people's time they, it's a lot more well defined right now. People know what they want to do, and that window of time that people have, rather than sitting in front of the TV on your couch for three or four hours, they have now uh, sort of streamlined that time to one or two hours but with maximum impact. The other thing is the wallet size, right? You can only spread your wallet, uh, let's say 100 or 200 ringgit budget a month to the, the things that you want to focus on, the things that you like focusing on. And Netflix is offering a very uh, attractive proposition of uh, 33 ringgit a month and, and the wallet size is actually limited. Uh, oh. So 
and and you got to combine point, that. At with some point in time, you got to make a call. Do I pay whatever for Astro? Exactly. Or do I, do yeah. I pay thirty one bucks for Netflix? Right. Do you not think it's complimentary? Do you not? Do you think if that you have lots of money in your other? pocket, yeah, why no, not? But, but if you don't, then or if TV is very important to you, then and you only have limits limited time, right? How yeah. how much TV can you watch in a day? Yeah. Somebody's watching TV at the moment. <laughs> I'm sure. It's so Netflix and chill. So you know, in America, they've got what, what is known. You know, we talk about breaks. We talk about uh, ASEAN, all kinds of abbreviations. In America, there's what is known as the Fangs. Yeah, the you know the, the yeah the Fangs. Okay. Uh, Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, Google. Right. These are the four big behemoths in the uh-huh. tech media space. You know that, right, Jules? Because no, you know, this is the first time I'm bit of a geek it. that Thank way. You. <laughs> so Netflix, <laughs> he is. He's a geek. He's a no, real I'm geek. No, I'm not. He looks like a geek. I Wear it loud and proud, Jules. Yeah. <laughs> Say it loud. So anyway, so Netflix has had a troubling quarter because net ads in America alone has been declining. That's how fast it's, it's evolving. In America. A lot of the ads are going online as well, yeah. digitalizing the but ads. International ads from consensus of 3.5 million in, in the quarter, they actually booked 4.04 million. I'm one of the 4.04 because I signed up. We still don't know how many people actually watch Netflix. They will not release their numbers. So no, there. I, I've got them but in no, front but of me. But that's only that's pr- projections. That's net, no, that's, this is actual net ads. How many? Net ads, but net ads. The people watching. Ah, people no, watching. No, 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 they, yeah. will, they will not release their numbers. Okay, you assume zero, uh, but what are the net ads? So uh, in America, just American domestic, they, they did 1.56 million versus 1.62 million expected for the quarter. For the quarter, okay. okay. Uh, globally, they expected 3.5 million from the street. They actually booked 4.04 million. And you know, we just had a global rollout, right? On January the 16th or January the 6th or whatever. It's hard uh, to I was narrow. One of the, I was one of the one four point oh four million. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but it, but it's very hard to narrow it down uh, from the viewpoint of competition to Astro. How that those kind of numbers will actually uh, address Astro because Malaysia is just a small market in the no, entire Ukraine, global market. But it's the theme. It's the trend. Okay, the so the trend to cut the cord and to go online and stream. So, in a nutshell, to answer that question, do you think Netflix is a threat to Astro? Yes or no? As a concept, not in the short term. Uh, not in the short term, yeah. no. But conceptually, yeah, for sure. But but I think uh, it doesn't mean that Astro is off the hook. Uh, they still have all these challenges to deal with uh, various ways of consuming entertainment, and they got that pricing issue as well. Yeah, uh, they they seem co- a little bit more exp- expensive than the the rest. Okay, it's now nine fifty six a.m. and you've been listening to the S and M show. <laughs> I'm Melissa Idris and Julian Ng with me as well as Kusu Chuang. Here's Then the Morning Comes by Smash Mouth to take you to the 10 o'clock news on BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.